Welcome to Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Dr. Claire Allen on the show, and she's talking to us all about the seven principles to create a profitable business. So I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, the ideal software for you if you are a boutique coach. You can manage your whole coaching business online with Life Coach Office, including all of your client files, all of your invoicing, which links to bank transfers, Stripe, or PayPal, whatever you decide to use. You have a calendar, you have coaching sessions journal for all of your meetings, you have a classroom and document libraries. There is so much capability for you there in Life Coach Office, and it's all been designed so that it's intuitive and easy to use without any training. But the best way to find out if Life Coach Office is going to be a good fit for your coaching business or not is to jump in and give it a try. You can get seven days for free by going to lifecoachoffice.com and signing up for the trial. All you need is an email address, no credit card required. So go check it out, lifecoachoffice.com and sign up for that free seven-day trial. Since this episode wraps up season two of Coach Pep Talk, I thought it would be awesome to get my very first guest back on the show, and that is Dr. Claire Allen, to make it a full circle. They say after your 20th episode, you really get into your stride. So I'm very proud and excited to introduce again Dr. Claire Allen, who is a prominent CEO in the not-for-profit sector here in Australia. In her free time, she also coaches and mentors leaders and future leaders. And through her years of holding that top job in these large organizations and through her work with leaders, which include business owners and entrepreneurs, she's noticed some really strong patterns that are coming through her work. And she's combining that all into a new book, which will be out around Christmas time, called The Seven Principles to Create a Profitable Business. So Claire's on the show today, giving us a bit of a sneak peek into some of those patterns that we can use in our coaching businesses today. Enjoy the show. Hello, Claire, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Benayla. So looking forward to this today. Me too. And it was so cool that you were my very first ever guest. And now I've got you back just while we're wrapping up season two. Um, And it sounds like you've evolved quite a lot since our first episode. And we're going to be talking about the seven principles to create a profitable business today. And I was just wondering if we could kick off by you talking a little bit about where these principles have come from. Yeah. Look, they've actually evolved. So I have been in business for, well, in CEO roles since my 20s. And so I've built, if you like, a strong armor of business principles or business excellence. And I, on the side, have been coaching businesses, small businesses. And I find all these gaps in their practices and what they do. So it's evolved through me actually jotting down the things that really, really work in terms of helping businesses be, be successful. So it's been a journey for me along the way. And I've actually had lots of things that I do, but it's come down to these seven fundamental things that I believe a business needs. Okay. So this is coming from a mix of your, of your role mm. as a CEO and then also just, just working with, with smaller entrepreneurs. And then just, it's like they've got these blatant holes in what they're doing. And you're just like, wow, fill that, fill that, fill that. Yeah. And not only that, it's the spiritual side as well, the, the belief side of what you do and how you do it. 
you know, we often forget why we started a business in the first place. And so trying to build a mindset of belief is really important for me in working with people. And quite often they, they lose their way a bit. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like they get into this dip in their business and they don't know how to get out. And we've got to get them back to why they started in the first place and their belief process. Okay. What are, what are some of the, I mean, if we've got any listeners who maybe started, you know, we've got coaches who are listening to, to this show. If we've got coaches who are really passionate, you know, really wanted to make a difference and help people and they might be in a position where they've, they've lost their way. Is there any sort of tips or suggestions you'd like to give to them right now about how to, how to get back on track and get re in touch with their belief? Yeah, well, let's, let's have a talk about the principles because I think if we go through that, it'll become really clear to coaches and they'll go, they'll have a big aha moment and say, okay, okay. okay well, excellent. Let's, let's get into it. So what my um, coaches say to me and their businesses is, oh my gosh, you know, I've had business coaches before and I've spent a lot of money, you know, I've spent a lot of money on business coaches. And I said, and we have you and within three months, like we've learned so much and our businesses are changing so dramatically and I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but I actually do very little. You know, all I do is start with this belief system and start getting them to be focused back on their passions. And then they start to accelerate in terms of profits. So the, the first thing that I want to do is talk about positioning. So that's principle number one, which is around that business actually understanding what the problem is they're trying to solve what the solution they bring to the market is and why them. So what's their differentiation point in, in the marketplace and how are they going to position themselves in the market so that everybody wants them, okay? So positioning for me of the business is really important. So my key questions to people are, well, where are you in the market? So for example, if you're in a certain business, I want you to tell me the top people in that business and why you you know, really like what they do. Do you want to emanate some of those practices? How can you also stand out? So that's, that's positioning number one. Positioning number two is a really interesting one because it's money principles. So I ask this question, I say, is your business creating your personal wealth? And people look at me and they say, uh, well, not really. Well, what do you mean not really? What sort of salary are you taking? At? And it's not even that much, right? So they're running this, this business. And they basically, their bottom line is, is quite poor. And they also don't understand the concepts of money or they may have a large range of products or different things, but they haven't really priced it properly. So these money principles. So I quite often take along a copy of Money Magazine or I might actually get um, some books around money and I start to talk to them around surrounding themselves with the principles of money. And of course, I'm a great believer in Feng Shui. So I believe that if you're in the right state of flow, if the pathways to your success are about attracting prosperity, why not put that into practice? And these are simple things. Now, you know, if you have, for example, the right colors on your website or the right attraction or the right words, that's going to help you. If you're in a business and you're in a shop front, is your business facing your prosperity corner? How, have you actually positioned the flow in your business properly so that you can attract the right clients? So these are... are sorry, yeah. before we leave the money stuff, are there any specific books on feng shui or books on money that you would you yeah, regularly recommend? Great question because <laughs> I have plenty of books I've read on feng shui in my home. 
right? Mm -hmm. And nearly all the books that I pick out basically say to me um, that this is how you set up your desk or your office, right? So even in my uh, big companies, uh, with my senior team, they all sit to their orientation for prosperity, right? So I can do, we can do all of those and there's plenty of little chapters. But what I wanted to do, why I started writing this book was to really spell it out clearly because I haven't actually found one yet. So that, that's why I think that what I'm writing is gold um, because it really will make a massive difference. And I've seen this, uh, I've seen this every single you know, day of my career, the changes that it makes when you, when you actually position yourself for success and, and the money that actually flows in. And you, you can't say that's because of skill, right? There's got to be something else. You've got to be positioning yourself for that level of prosperity to come into your business and into your life. So that's, that's part of why I'm putting this together because one of my clients said, when you write a book on Feng Shui and business, that's the first book I'm buying. And I thought, well, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in as a really important chapter in the book. Okay. Okay, so the, the book is going to have... So, okay, so we're, we're talking about this, these seven principles to creating a profitable business. And we've we're looked at positioning and it's, it's so far it's broken into these two components of where are you in the market, who else is in the market, and then creating a, your business with personal wealth. Have I followed that right or have I missed a step somewhere or... Yeah, it's, it it's basically... So, for example, what is, what is the, the, the problem you're trying to address? Mm -hmm. And the problem might be, well, basically, look, I worked with someone the other day and we scoped up their business. So what's the problem? Well, at the moment, in this country, new legislation's come in and there's no business offering the following, right? Okay, well, what's the solution you're going to offer? I'm going to offer an online product that's going to do whatever. Why you? Well, I've got this uh, accreditation. I've got experience. Okay, great. Yeah, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. You can construct your everything, your why around those principles for positioning. Um, and for me, that's important. So, for example, you might want to do something and nobody might want to buy your services, but how do they see you and what will they buy from you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So positioning is important in the marketplace, but that, that is a big chapter in, it, in itself. So, and then where does the creating uh, your, did your you, you asked that, that amazing question, is your business creating personal wealth yeah. and money yeah. principles? Is that its own uh, principle or is that a part of the positioning? Well, for me, it's the money principles. So it's the first question I ask in principle two, which is, is your business creating your personal wealth? Got it. Quite often, as I said, people say, well, not really. Well, why not? Why not? You know, and they, they suddenly get a shock that, wow, I've kind of been running this business and I've spent money on renovations or I've spent money on developing this or I've used some surplus cash for this, but I haven't actually been really prudent in building that bottom line so that I've got, you know, a large amount of volume of cash there at my disposal. Mm -hmm. So how, what, what, is, what are some of the effective techniques or numbers you need to look at or to, sort of, to start spending more strategically and actually start to grow that bottom line? Because I know from coaching businesses, this, this is a big one, you know, finding, finding the wealth and, from, your, from your business. I mean, I think people get it in lifestyle, but maybe not necessarily so much in cash. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I actually have started to put together, and this is one of the principles, which is called rule of thumb principles. 
okay? okay. And this is a third principle in itself. Uh, and the, the reason I've uh, separated it is because a business needs to have certain rules of thumb. So it needs to actually focus on, um, if you like, what the bottom line is, what's the percentage of that. So I always work uh, with a big plan. So I go into a company and I know how much I can spend on staffing, I know how much I can spend on administration, and I basically stick to these principles, okay? And I can't give you figures, but in the book there'll be examples. So for example, if it's a government contract, they usually expect you to have 67% on staffing ratios for the contract, right? So, but if you were fee-for-service, it'd be basically 38%, yes, staffing ratios. If it's an online business, you wanna make sure that it's a lot less than that. So these are some of the rules of thumb that are around your business processes. Then when it comes to marketing and spend, there's rules of thumb around how much you spend on print media, how much you actually spend in terms of your, you know, your social media, etc. These rules of thumb are so important to stick to because what they do is they actually will start creating some discipline around your business mm -hmm. so that you don't do ad hoc spending you actually have really solid KPIs and you can grow your business systematically. And so if we take these, it sounds like you're listing up these little, these categories of spend that are the, the rules of thumb categories for any successful business to be able yeah. to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the numbers may change a little bit depending on your business model or yeah. maybe even the industry you're in. Yeah. Um, and then but it's, it's more about the, I guess, the business owner, in this case, the coach, yeah. uh, coach owner, actually having regular conscious awareness and check yeah. of these yeah. numbers. Is, is that what we're getting at? Or is there some, Look, some of my, some of my coaches go from not knowing what the client value ratio is in their business to actually knowing what the worth of the client is to actually knowing their staff member and setting some KPIs on how many times they have to return their salary within the business and monitoring that. And I can't tell you that those tweaks make a phenomenal difference. Now I've been in CEO roles for a long time and CEOs don't even do this in their companies. That's why I'm so successful, I do it. Now when I translated it to a small business, I went, wow, this, this really works there as well. These rule of thumb principles are really, really working. Mm -hmm. And people are seeing massive increases in their business because these rules of thumb create accountability around that. Mm -hmm. So, and presumably, if once you have these rules of thumb in place about what your business is costing and what you should spend on each component, it will greatly influence, you'll know if your pricing's too cheap or, <laughs> or if you, what you need to do with your, to change your prices. Yeah, you do. And you can do some tweaks around those things. And, you know, that's why for me, you can say, well, how much time is it? Is it taking me? What profit do I actually want upon that? And I mean, you know yourself, because you do the product journey. And it's around the price point in terms of the product journey and the client journey. But it's also important in terms of saying, well, okay, which things are just not making me any money? And why am I spending time on them? Yeah. So these rules of thumb are really important in terms of understanding your business so you can make it highly successful. 
Okay. Well, is, is, I mean, is this something we've got to wait for the book to come out or can you yeah. give us, <laughs> well, got to wait for the book to come out. I'm kind of, this is kind of like a bit of a teaser podcast, but you can <laughs> see the content in here is going to be uh, phenomenal for people. Yeah. I definitely want to read that section. Okay. What yeah, yeah. 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 But they're really important because what I'm seeing with the client, my clients is that they're going, wow, I, I've never even thought about this. So once we get this, the belief psyche in their mind, um, and they say, well, basically, this is creating my personal wealth. Well, let's show you the principles you can do to do that. So when they say then to me in the coaching, we want to invest in X. Well, let's have a look at why do you want to invest in X? Let's break this down. You know, yeah. what is the return back on that? Yeah. Okay. So it starts to sort of, I guess, take some of the, the impulse, the impulse yes. buying and the shiny object thing out yes. of it and makes it all a little bit more um, objective. Exactly. And save some money and save some time. So by, by getting a really good coach, you should be making really strong strategic decisions. Look, I, sometimes I think, oh, my God, Claire, you just overstepped the mark. You just said to them, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And, and my coaches are really great. They say, okay, we thought that was a great idea. I say, oh, sorry, guys, you know, that's just not going to work. Now, that's 25-plus years of experience in, in business that says, wait, guys, let me explain why, you know. So, for example, people might want to open – a shop and there's steps up into the shop, right? And you don't do that from a feng shui principle or down into the shop. You don't do that. You want it level on the street. These are simple principles, but they work every single time. Now, these are principles that will help businesses. Now, I know a guy, a major franchise, that had successful shops everywhere. He basically uh, put one shop, breaking this rule, and you have to walk down into the shop, and it's his worst performing shop in the best location in Western Australia. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah, these are fascinating things, but this is why business coaches that go in and deal with just the theory, what you do, you produce is this rational thought around your business, but you get into the lifeblood of the business, and you take these principles of positioning, money, rules of thumb, and there are only three so far, then what you're doing is creating this powerhouse of business success. So you can see why I went from 2,000 clients to 12,000 clients in a a space of four years when I was, um, you know, a community first because these were the principles that we embedded in. But not only that, the principles embedded in most of the businesses that I've worked at. Mm. So you're really really bottling up this this sort of, I guess, the formulas, the systems you use as as a, amazing and and impactful CEO and you're sort of making it into bite-sized chunks for the small business owner. Because I want them to succeed and I'm passionate about that. Um, And I want them to know that they don't need to understand all that technical stuff and be overwhelmed because they get overwhelmed. And if I could say anything to business coaches, they don't overwhelm your clients because they're not going to feel in all that stuff. They're not going to do all that stuff. They need to be inspired and they need simple processes so that their business can be highly successful. Okay. So we've, we've got a clear positioning statement. We know our problem. We know, we know what problem we're solving. We know our, what solution and what makes us different. We've got some really clear um, principles around money um, and, and I guess the, the, the setup, <laughs> the, the abundant... <laughs> 
setup or configuration we need in our <laughs> truck. Well, and of course, you know, we have to read the book to get all of that. <laughs> it's got something to do with being sure in business. And then we've got these really practical rule of thumb principles of yeah. what we need to track and stay on top of to, to make our financial decisions in our business. Yeah. Um, where, where do we need to go next, Claire? What, what else? Well, I'm going to talk about the thought principles because um, thought principles are this whole stuff around mindset and belief. So if you're not playing a long game and you're not really being strategic in terms of your business, then you're unlikely to succeed. So this is the mindset stuff of every day you wake up and you focus on positivity. Every day you're affirming your success. Every day you're starting to build your business. So some of the things in this is, you know, for some of my businesses that actually run uh, retail, it's the hub meetings in the morning of motivation with their teams, yeah? It's the ability to engage people and get people to have a mindset of success. So these thought principles are so essential to building your business and what you need to build. So... You know, for me, I I find that when I focus on something and I really want it to succeed, that it does. It's just, you know, as simple as that. If I really want it to succeed and I'm behind that with my thought and my systems, and this is the dip I talked about at the beginning. Businesses get into this dip. So we have to reignite the passion around that. We have to reignite the brand. We have to make sure that they believe in themselves so much that they will make sure that business is highly successful. Mm-hmm. There's no point being a business coach and, and, and knocking things. You just focus on the things that are really fantastic and build upon those thought principles for people. Mm. So as taking the, the business owner, um, in, you know, in the, it, looking at the small business, that's such a crucial person. How can the business owner continually reignite their passion? Is that something they need to do every day? I believe they do. I think that belief and building a solid belief system is a daily practice. And it takes a bit of discipline, but it doesn't have to be hard. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this is around you being able to wake up in the morning and psyching yourself up for that level of success. Mm-hmm. And being on top of that, but also rewarding yourself, you know, and feeling great about your business and feeling great about what you contribute to other people. I'm excited every time I, I go into my job. Uh, and I think that, you know, if, you re- if you've read Sacred Heart, my other book, it's this plus plus action. You create this positive environment and more positivity occurs. Okay. And what, what are, do you do any sort of meditation or affirmations or mirror exercises? Or what do you do to, to sort of, um, I guess, celebrate that positive? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, the first thing is to be kind to yourself and to um, to love yourself and to be able to take some time out and really just not be critical of yourself is the first starting point for people, particularly women in business. Just, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Take that time and become centered and grounded. Meditation for me has been really important over the years. To sit there to reflect, deep breathing, and to be able to stay focused, but to enjoy the journey of life without being so stressed out. It's, it's funny that, I mean, it's such a, it's such a phrase to enjoy the journey, uh, you know, a, a cliche, but it, it, it's so true. And I think the longer I've been in business, it's something that 
that I've really, um, it's been hard to understand. Like to say it's easy and to rationalize it's easy, but actually to live it in a business with the ups and downs that happen can be really, really tricky to, to enjoy the journey every single day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which kind of reminds me, or, you know, it brings up the mind of, of, you know, being in flow in, in, every, in every day. So not thinking too far ahead, but also planning. It's like this fine mix or paradox. It is, but I think if you set your long-term plan as a big, hairy, audacious goal, okay. so, you know, if you set something, you just find the rest all works towards it. So you only have to have that as your mindset, you know, in terms of what you want to do and how you want to achieve it. So, you know, for me, it's been, I might set a target, which is probably going to sound just two way out there, but I might say I want to double my turnover in X amount of time, right? And then I just work towards that. And the rest all just fits into place, as long as you're following some really clear principles. And, and I guess that's, that's the thing with um, experience, you know, you can't buy it. You, you often go through the school of hard knocks to get there. But once you do, you think it's going to be okay. You know, I may not have got that that way, but I'll find another way. And so this sitting in this space of thought and mindset of success just creates more success. It shouldn't be stressful. If it's stressful, you, you're not doing it with your heart. You've read the secret and you're just reading it, you know, off rote and you're not actually believing in it. And that's been a big journey for me is actually believing in that success with all of my heart. So Confucius says, wherever you go, go with all of your heart. And so that's what I do is I just go with all of my heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you set this big, hairy, audacious goal. You go there with all your heart. You follow these core principles. Can you give us any tips on, I I was a little bit surprised when you did list your goal. Um, Every coach out there, you know, guru that I listen to and follow, you know, they have their goals and some of them, you know, they're all a little bit different. How did how did, what are your tips for setting big, audacious goals and, and what inspired you to, to write yours the way you did? Yeah, uh, look, I, um, I have different goals for my personal business and my company um, because, you know, uh, I, you know, when I work in a charity, it's about making a major difference in so many um, lives that are disadvantaged. And so they're, they're very different in my personal life. I want to make a profound difference, but I don't need, I'll be pretty honest, I don't need massive uh, wealth um, only to make a difference in this world. So when I set those goals, they're pure and noble. And so I think if you set pure and noble goals that are about making a difference, you can't fail but achieve them, yeah? Because you're working with these right principles from within you. And um, for me, that is, is really important. So when I set goals, for example, I'm coaching a number of people in my community, businesses in my community. How privileged am I that I'm actually helping businesses to be highly successful in a community I love to live in? Yeah? And that, to me, is improving the economy. It's making a massive difference. And it's building a really great uh, business. So for me, that has a double whammy. So why wouldn't I get excited about it? Mm. It's easy to, to do that with your heart. I mean, because it's just... yeah. yeah. But I only choose things with my heart. That's, that's the thing. And that's when I choose with my heart and I put all of my brilliant um, principles and practices behind that. It's just effortless, you know. And um, it's, it's a bit like um, in companies, people make things much harder than they are because they try to gain credit from their own achievements instead of working collectively with people. 
and embracing everyone's success. So once you, you stop being so caught up on who you are and, get, and having this need for recognition and you just follow a disciplined process and you genuinely engage people, you're authentic with your brand, and then that starts to get some big traction, you know. We talk in sales about people want to buy from people that are credible and authentic. Well, that exactly is my brand. That's who I am. That's what I stand for. And that will just generate even more sales. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because I'm genuine about that. And I genuinely go there with all of my heart to make that difference. We're going off track a little bit, but it's probably an important key in building your business for success. Yeah, and what, what's coming up for me a lot is, um, like, you know, I, I blog a lot and I've sent out these, these podcasts um, for my business. And one of the topics that's really resonated with my, my reader list is this idea of um, this new wave of entrepreneurship or this, this um, that's more, it, it works more with ease and balance rather than trying to push to make things happen to actually go with flow to make things happen. Mm. And yeah, more yeah. Well and it feels like the conversation is kind of going there. I wonder what are your thoughts on on that space and, and people who are, are attracted to that concept. What what would you like to share with them? Well, I want to say, and I'll do a little bit of a prediction here, but I watch business trends and I've been watching them for quite some time. I mean, when I did the Masters of Business Leadership, it was the first of its kind uh, to focus on leadership, you know, um, across the world and. I've always been passionate about what makes a great leader. And so I'm predicting that people working in a state of flow in their business will be a very hot topic in the future. Okay. And that's because we are, as Charles Handy uh, wrote, you know, in terms of the empty raincoat, um, people are searching for meaning more and more and more. And as technology replaces so many jobs, the search for meaning is going to become even more important. So more and more people are going to embrace this need to be in a state of flow. And I think we're going to see far more of it, which I, I think is fantastic in the next couple of decades. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And I'm really excited in my own business to be a role model for, mm. for this, of sorting it out, how the heck to do it. <laughs> I'm starting to take notes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and what works. And, and, and it's, it's just amazing that sometimes the path of least resistance is the path to more abundance. Mm. That's what I'm finding mm. anyway. I know. When you force your will, it doesn't quite work out the way that <laughs> yeah. it you know? Um, but when you actually are in this state of flow and you say, well, okay, I'm going to go down that pathway um, and the doors start opening with ease, you, you, you almost feel a bit suspicious, but then you go, you know what, this is fantastic fantastic I'm just gonna go with this so the more experience you get the more poise you get and poise is about being really comfortable in your own skin and being in a state of flow then the rest all falls into place okay so so people who are kind of scratching their head and they're like well okay I'm really interested in this I mean I know this is something that you use in your coaching work and also in your role as a CEO what what tips would you give people about working in business in more of a state of flow what are some really sort of simple actions that people could, um, yeah. could yeah. put into place straight away, like this yeah. week? Yeah. Well, I think if they were to start off with basically setting some uh, strong uh, principles in their business and taking the time out to reflect and really know which path they need to follow, 
then the rest will fall into place and having that level of meditation. So when I go into work, it's connection with other people. So once I connect with other people on an authentic level, then that lifts my spirit immediately. Do you know what I mean? If I focused on a task the moment I get into work or the moment that I wake up, then that's all I do for the day is focus on tasks, yeah? Mm -hmm. So set your day up the right way where you're connecting and believing in people. And then that belief starts to create momentum around you. So I know it sounds probably a bit fluffy, but when you're in this state of flow, it's almost like you don't surround yourself with people that are negative, number one. So you have to kind of really build into your life and your environment those things that are going to help you prosper as an individual. Okay, so I'm trying to, you know, recreate the steps here about how to how Claire goes into flow. But what I'm what I'm hearing is that connection with with I suppose with the right with people with the right energy or vibration is yeah. really crucial step for you. Well, it is surrounding myself with the right people and being positive is really important for me. So building your team or even the people that you consult to, like other coaches or other support people, mm -hmm. IT people, make sure they're all positive. If you start with positivity, it'll just grow yourself and your business, which is really important. If people are negative, I don't even, I don't even really spend time with them, to be honest. Oh, you know that. It's just not in my thing. It's like, yep, okay. And I'll actually challenge back and say, you know what, I'm having a really fantastic day. I can see this is an issue for you, um, but here you go. Here's someone you can go and talk to, um, but I really uh, can't really get into that right now. If it's a circumstance which is drastic for somebody, then I have complete empathy, and I will give so much love and support, but that's love, and that comes from a pure heart. Does that make sense? Negativity is totally different. Yeah. Okay, so so really, I guess, protecting your space with, with, that, with positive, positive energy and love. Uh, you, you make me laugh today because you're asking me to give you a, a one-step, one-to-ten approach. <laughs> What's the recipe, Claire? Come on, we want to be able to reach this tomorrow. State of flow is being able to be <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a state where disruption is magic. And <laughs> you know, you're able to cope with these things that come along because your, your internal um, processes are right and you feel really comfortable in who you are. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a, um, you know, that's the problem with reading like the secret of writing a belief system that you're going to suddenly, you know, manifest these things into your life. The bottom line is you have to be, you have to know who you are, otherwise no one else will know you. And you have to be happy with who you are and you have to not care what anybody thinks about you. And then state of flow just starts to happen quite magically. Yeah, you know something that I think I think you're spot on. And Denise, that I interviewed last week, talked about something really similar. This thing of self love being just so important uh, yeah. as as a first yeah. step. And the thing that sort of blew my mind is I always thought that I did love myself, or you know, but is that there's different levels of it because I went through a total um, I don't know, meltdown and reassessment around Christmas time last year, and it's like I found a new level of self love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, is it is self-love like a like an onion that you, that you sort of get more levels to or is it just all or nothing what's your, been your experience with that I think for me um it wasn't so much about liking who I was but more that 
I felt like a failure if I didn't achieve certain things and I'd be incredibly hard on myself. Mm. So I had this uh, achievement complex where I, I, to exist, I had to do all these things. And if I didn't achieve that by a certain time frame, I put a lot of stress on myself and I feel like a failure. So I started to realize that who I am is not based on my achievements. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So that became a really positive affirmation for me. It's, it's basically what's in my heart that's who I am, not my achievements. Uh, and I started to, you know, to realize in my career that there I was heading for, you know, some of the most key positions in, in Australia and I had this pathway and achievement. And then after I realized that that's not who I am, I didn't want them anymore, you know. Key poise for success on what? Based on external expectations of me rather than internal expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's really resonating with me. Um, and I, I, do, you, what's, do you have a, any, any uh, this is bringing up the word ego for me. Uh, yeah. Does that, what's your, what's your um, I don't know, belief system around ego yeah. and the role it plays in success in, in business? Yeah. Well, Wayne Dyer says that ego is edging God out. You know, we can have this real uh, big thing about ourselves and be obsessed with ourselves. And in reality, when you feel depressed, the best thing you can do is help other people, yeah? So what I find is that as long as I am doing good and making a difference, then I don't really think about myself that much. And so therefore great things happen because I'm just in this state where I'm trying to make a difference. But at the same time, I'm not averse to enjoying life and having a great laugh about things. So I, I don't really have uh, that need for recognition that's gone um, quite some time ago. And I genuinely celebrate the success of other people. And I make a point of it. I make a point of, for example, making sure that I'm happy for other people. So that's important. So, for example, I've got my house on the market. I haven't put it on the market for that long. People down the road have had their house on the market for a long time. And so I go past it and I pray and I say, I I really want this house to sell. And I'm affirming that their house sells. Not my house, but their house, right? Because I believe if you you pour blessings out to other people, then great things happen to you. And within Mm -hmm. a makes their house sold. Wow. My house sold. It's like this, you've got to be happy for other people. And if you're happy and genuinely happy for other people without allowing that jealousy to come in, people know that and they actually they actually propel their own success. But it but you have to be genuine about that. That's a real removal of ego because you're suddenly getting rid of that envy and that jealousy and you're just in a totally different space. That's why your state of flow is celebrating success for other people. In my business, I do not work in a principle of competition. I never have, never will. Mm. You know, If my client goes to someone else, they must be doing a much better job than me and that is fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, there might be a few listeners that are sort of giving a big gulp right now. If, <laughs> if there's anybody you know that feels like, oh man, you know, I really do in my, you know, I want to, to, you know, pray for my neighbor to sell their house, but maybe I don't feel as sincere as I'd want to feel. Yeah. yeah. What work should they go away and, and do? I mean, because that's, that's a really great sign because it's an indicator of something to work on, I think. Um, yeah. But- I think, look, it's, 
it takes time. It does take time to do self-reflection and to understand this concept of, uh, of genuinely caring about humanity and other people and recognizing that, you know, life does have its complexities. It can be tough, but it's how we put our attitude into things that makes the difference. So you do need to, you do need to take time out and do the reflection, um, being able to critically analyze yourself um, and making sure that you're honest with yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've gone off track a little bit, but hopefully you listeners enjoy that sort of spiritual side to the way that I approach a business. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's really fascinating. And too, we did cover about four of the principles. So. We did. We did. <laughs> and this is supposed to just be a teaser anyway. So it's supposed to be a teaser. That's right. <laughs> okay. So we probably should start to wrap up, Claire. Um, if there's one thing, you know, based on the, the conversation we've just had today and, and just what, what, what message do you, would you like to give to our listeners of, you know, one thing they could take away from this session, uh, what would you like that to be? Yeah, it's going to come back to the belief in your business and reigniting your passion in your business. And then actually taking a step back and being objective and actually working through your business in, in a systematic way, but, but in a state of flow, if that makes sense. Okay. So this is a two-step one yeah. thing to take away. So first, do what you need, do the work you need to do to yeah. ignite your passion in your business. Um, and then the next one is once you've got that reignited, that something about a systematic way. Well, can you read? Yeah, well, basically, wait for my book to come out and buy it and follow the seven <laughs> principles. And, um, and you won't be disappointed because I'm trying to take an approach that is really different um, because most people don't want to tackle these topics, but I really want to because I want to help the business owner, particularly those that are feeling that level of isolation, to really transform um, their business, their lives, and their community. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I love that combination. I mean, I am a systems thinker, so <laughs> reigniting business and then following a system sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, or, you know. but you got, you got to remember today that the system <laughs> is, is only part of the equation, and that's where business coaches go wrong, is they focus on do A, B, C, D. And all be well. <laughs> and the business owners that I pick up say, I tried all of that. It was so overwhelming and I just couldn't do it. Okay. And then they work with me and they, it's almost like they do all of that, but it's effortless. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Effortless. So they start to go, wow, this is really easy, Claire. And you think, yeah, because I'm still holding them accountable and doing those things. But it's in bite-sized chunks that celebrate the wins. You know, that's, that could be a, a really key thing because it is really easy for especially for coaching business owners to look at all the things they need to do in the marketing and the sales and the product development and the web and da, 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 and and to feel really overwhelmed but actually to give yourself permission to just yeah. give one thing a week or one thing yeah. a day yeah um, i think that's that's really huge it is but but the thing is that that little bit of time makes if it's structured and it's purposeful makes a massive difference so when i go into my job and we talked about this before, I focus on the important things. In your business, focus on the important things. If you just focused on the important things rather than all the non-important things, mm -hmm. you start to see some massive success. Uh, yeah, and the, and the important things might not be um, looking at Facebook all day and managing your page. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it's actually not good for your health and well-being if you get inside tracked as well. You need to be able to set some strong, you know, performance targets in there and feel good about them and celebrate them. Okay. So the, these important things that people are focusing on are these performance targets. And that all is going to come across in your book. Okay, if, if somebody wants to learn more about your work, Claire, and they want to get a copy of this book when it comes out around Christmas time, how can they do that? If they jump on to um, drclaireallen.com and they register for my newsletter, then basically I'll keep them up to date with where the book is at. Great. Okay, so I encourage everyone to go out and check that out. Claire, thanks so much for being a guest on my show. Again, it's always a delight to have you here. Thank you, Benet. I've really enjoyed it. Great talking to you as always. I appreciate it. And listeners, thank you very much for your time. And please be sure to go and like the show on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.